0: Welcome back to the Pondo Podcast. This is the Camp Talk stream. Um, I'm here with my friend and coworker, Brittany Pierce. (laughs) Cue cue the crowd applause noises. (laughs) Um, So if you haven't picked up on this yet, um, Brittany and her husband Daniel have recently joined the full-time team here at Camp Pondo, and uh, Brittany carries a lot of... You don't wear a lot of hats. You carry lots of hats. (laughs) You wear a Camp Pondo hat typically, and then you carry lots of other hats. But she is our guest group uh, coordinator and uh, program, all things. And yeah, what I mean, like, what else are you up to these days?
1: Well, recently just planning out the calendar for um, next year. Mm-hmm. So sweet.
0: while Very there's cool. people
1: here at the same time. It's, yeah. My brain is constantly in two different time zones at once, Love but that's okay. It. Love it.
0: Sweet. So Yeah. I mean, you've been working on guest group stuff. You've been, you know, going at like this calendar and everything. Uh, We're prepping for winter camp currently. We're doing interviews for winter camp Mm -hmm. staff and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, But we recently actually this past weekend had our spirit and truth conference. And um, this is something that Pondo did for years and years and years. And um, the whole purpose of spirit and truth is to equip and empower young creatives and um and, and it's such a fun event. We brought it back in 2018. We did it in 2019. Obviously took a break in 2020 or 2020 um, and uh, t- 2020 that, was that kind
1: sounds of that was, really that was that was weird. No. <laughs> um,
0: so in 2020 and then um, yeah, I fired back up in 2021. And you know it's 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 unique because I still think that people are kind of like, creative conference at a camp like what's that about Mm -hmm. um and you know for us like we clearly have a passion for students and teenagers um and want to start there but this is something like down the road we would love to see uh or we would love to partner with you know church worship teams music Mm -hmm. teams uh production teams videography Uh, Photography. We have a writer here at camp. We have graphic designers, like all that kind of stuff. And so we would just love to see all creatives Mm
1: -hmm. come to
0: something like this. And yes, it's about equipping, it's about empowering them. Um, But at the end of the day, uh, it's just really cool to be in a room full of like minded people, Mm -hmm. all wanting to learn and grow um, in their relationship with Jesus and their dependence on Jesus. Um, Yeah. And if we come out the other side a little bit better at our craft, Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany, this was your first time at Spirit and Truth, mm-hmm. like, and you're you're a vocalist, like, you're creative. Uh, what, um, like, what were your thoughts? Like, I'd love just just open ended evaluation. Like,
1: yeah, um, I think that it was just a really um, good opportunity for the people who did come, and then for us who just got to be here because we are here, um, to kind of take a step back from, um the moments that you're on the stage or you're, you're practicing your craft and just remembering like why it is that we do these things and who it's for. Um, and some, when I was talking to someone over the weekend, they were just like, I just love that. Like, this has been reminding me of of why I do what I do as opposed to, I kind of thought I was going to come and and just get, you know, a lot better at what I do. Mm -hmm. And while I'm getting better, um, I'm really getting better because I'm, I'm better understanding why it is and the motivation behind it. And, um, That can be like really humbling, but it can also can be really calibrating, I think, for people to kind of take a step back and and just go back to the basics. I mean, we did things like learning how to pray well and um, just learning why it like how it is that we can take what we know about Jesus and funnel it through the ways that we're creative and Mm. um, and like. Honestly, I thought we would be like, oh, here's a guitar lesson and a piano lesson (laughs) and vocal lessons, Um, but it was so much more than that, and I think that's why it was so special because it just like dug deep into um, really the basics and what should be our foundation, but Mm -hmm. often I think people lose as their foundation when they get caught up in in things that they love, but um, with they kind of lose direction.
0: Yeah, wow. Yeah, I love that. You talked about the the reminder that it was for the why. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, And I remember uh, Steve and Beck from Sandals were here and they taught on Friday night. And I remember Beck saying something along those lines of talking about the calling. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just that you like have a skill and a passion for something, but the Lord places this calling on your life um, to use that skill, to glorify the Lord, to point other people to Jesus. And I think she made this comment about how... When you understand the calling and you know that, mm-hmm. then everything that you do and everything that like kind of that the Lord pr- puts in front of you is filtered through that calling. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, I are mean, sitting here in like our little studio at Pondo and um, and, I, and I've thought about this for years. Like I, I'm a drummer and I've like always wanted to play other instruments um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know a lot of like multi instrumental people and they're just like they're mm-hmm. mind blowing. It's so cool. But I know for me, um, it's been one of those battles of, like, do I set aside the drums for a while to pursue, like, you know, something else? And I think there's there's some things to that. Like, I want to be a better band member. I want to be a better, like, teammate. And so to be able to speak that language, it's cool. But, like, if I were to say, like, I'm going to go be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no passion and I have no, like, even really need to become a graphic designer. <laughs> one, because my wife's a killer graphic designer. But, mm-hmm. but two, it's like... I think it's just important to remember the the passion to remember the um the why to remember ultimately that calling like what beck was talking about and you're right like spirit and truth is such a sweet time to set aside like what you do
1: mm-hmm. and where
0: you do it and how you do it and to you know kind of sacrifice a weekend mm-hmm to sacrifice a weekend to be on a stage like with a team and yeah. to come and like humble yourself to learn and to grow. And one of the things that was interesting is we do these tribes, you know, mm-hmm. so after each evening session, we break into these small groups. And I had like a, a girl who was 15 and I had uh, a, a, older man um, who was like probably in his fifties and then a bunch of people in between. Mm-hmm. And it was just really neat to see, how even God used that time to draw things out of us. Mm-hmm. Um because there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different types of skill sets and things that yeah. um you get to see like what worship looks like um through the eyes of different people. And so mm-hmm. I love that. I love that part of it. Um so with it being your first time at Spirit and Truth, what like what did you think about you talked about your personal experience with it, but what do you what do you think um as you kind of like you know observe the room read the room mm-hmm. uh how, how do the students respond to like what you just talked about how it wasn't always like super practical because mm-hmm. um, i think there's probably like some of them that i remember there was some students who showed up with a guitar yeah and you could tell like they really wanted to like learn how to be a better guitar player yeah um so how do you think that the students responded to the content and the layout of the weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the way that the weekend was laid out was it was a good amount of, like, layering of, um, like, soft skills and the hard skills of what it means to be a musician or a vocalist or a worship leader. Um, And there was those, like, really practical times that I think... Those students were craving, um, like when we, when you guys did like the breakout sessions throughout the afternoon. Um, and I think those were the practical skills that students like had been craving and why they came up. But I think the response on the flip side of that, when it was more about we were talking about like the whys and the passions and, you know, what it is that you're being called to. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like I saw students really like surrendering that throughout the weekend, mm-hmm. yeah. um, both in the way that they were worshiping um, when the panda worship movement was leading, but then also in like the conversations that I would overhear them having um, where like, you know, they would say like, you know, I just feel like God was telling me to slow down and I wasn't listening and now I'm here and like I'm not doing the things that I thought I was going to be doing, but but I'm getting the chance to really like slow down and that was kind of something um, that Tart kept saying over and over again when he was leading worship was like, we're not rushing through this guys. We don't have yeah. an agenda and a timeline. Like we, we just want to slow down yeah. enough to hear what it is that God is saying and, mm. and be in touch with that. And I think that, I think that students really got that and appreciated mm. that yeah. because, um, like, again, you're not going to be the best worship leader or musician that you can be if you are not, um, If you don't really know jesus and if Mm -hmm. you aren't really pursuing that relationship and slowing down and listening to him because then you're just doing your own thing
0: totally totally yeah i love that that was one of the things that was really special about the weekend was that you know there was a lot of downtime Mm -hmm. i mean like an uncomfortable amount of downtime and we're so used to going from one thing to the next especially as creatives it's like if you think about a typical weekend for a creative in the church it's you know like somewhere in there there's a rehearsal Mm -hmm. you know you're talking two to three hour rehearsal and then, I mean, I know for most of my musician friends that are serving in the local church, it's like, I mean, they're, they're getting there at like 6 a.m. and you're talking like seven, eight hour a day yeah. um, serving and, and doing different things. And so, yeah, I love that you said that word surrender. Um, I heard that a lot over the weekend of um, we, we tend to bring our own expectations into like almost everything that we do, mm-hmm. especially as creatives. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we see this kind of painting in our mind of like what this is going to be. And I know from my own life, my own heart, I've dealt with so much like frustration primarily because of my own expectations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think the weekend was a great reframing of what we're to expect when coming into the presence of God mm-hmm. um, and, um, and being those gatekeepers that Beck mm-hmm. talked about. I love that so much. That was really cool. So I, I want to make this very clear. This kind of stream of the Pondo podcast can sometimes so easily sound like a advertisement for Pondo. Mm. And that's not the point of this. Like we're not sitting here talking about like how awesome Pondo is. Come to spirit and truth. I mean, Although yeah. Pando Pondo
1: is awesome. Pondo is yeah. <laughs> awesome. And we would love for you to come to spirit and
0: truth. Um, but I think, I, I think our heart for this stream and the Pondo podcast just in, in general is just to be an encouragement and hopefully to be some people who are maybe – creating some space to have some conversations around things that maybe get overlooked or maybe mm-hmm. we want to talk about, but we don't have like a, a space to talk about them. And so that that kind of brings me to this point, like as we think about spirit and truth, as we think about the idea of like a youth camp trying to create space to equip creatives. Mm-hmm. Um, we were having a conversation in the office yesterday with um, our friend Michaela that works here with us. And uh, she said that it's really special to think about how a camp, like a parachurch ministry, kind of an outside voice, an outside space, um, where we're positioned to be uh, kind of like, yeah, a safe space for these creatives to come, yeah. to feel like they have someone who can co- who can listen, um, who can help process you know some issues because I, I know it, it's really difficult to, to be serving in a local church and you feel like you maybe see something that Mm -hmm. you would love to speak to, not because it's wrong or you absolutely hate it, but maybe you just have some ideas or maybe you have um, some thoughts about how you can do something more efficiently or things like mm-hmm. that. And it can be really scary to want to bring that up to your own team for fear of rejection or, um, or something like that. And then you find yourself right. like not getting scheduled on planning center and you're like, what the heck? And <laughs> not that anybody would do that, but, um, and so yeah, I love that. We, we got to be kind of a sounding board for some of these people. I mean, like one of the guys that was in my tribe, he's serving as a volunteer worship leader for his church. Mm-hmm. And, and he was starting to ask that question of like, Hey, is this something that I should pursue like as a profession?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, like, should I ask the church for, you know, really like to take that under his wing and, um, and to really go after it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a huge question. Yeah. And I mean, it, it really was in that moment. I'm like, Whoa, like, I don't know this guy. And yeah. he's like processing some pretty like heavy stuff with, me and a group of of teenagers, and mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was really special. And then, and then to hear like students speak into that, like that was really cool. Um, and so, like, yeah, so here, here's my question You've you're here at Pondo now, um, but you know, before you guys moved up here, you were serving, you yeah. know, at a local church on a music team. Um, what do you think kind of adds to the unique position of like a camp, and not just Pondo, but like any mm-hmm. camp to? Not like equip creatives to be a sounding board, like things like that, but maybe even as we start to step into equipping and empowering of like other types of people in the church, like Mm -hmm. youth pastors and, you know, like other things like that.
1: Yeah. Well, one thing that I think is really like special about our team here is that we all have worked and served in churches. So we know... I mean, we don't know everything about it, but we know a lot about what it's like. And we have really unique people. I mean, we have someone who used to be like a church secretary, a youth pastor, a worship leader, um, all of these different areas of a church. So we understand and we get it. And I think the thing that's unique about a camp is that, um, it, yes, it's a Christian ministry, but we've also worked and served in served churches and we know how to equip and Mm -hmm. i and but we're just far removed enough to i think really effectively pour into people Mm -hmm. intentionally i think it's something that gets missed a lot in churches is those people who are serving and they're working hard and and they're blessing the church they sometimes can be taken for granted and Mm -hmm. and overlooked and i think a camp is a really unique place for them to come and to rest and to be poured into as opposed to always pouring out and yes um like as a volunteer or worship leader or whatever it may be, it can be really easy to forget, to like stop and, you know, let God Mm -hmm. pour into you. But I Mm -hmm. think, you know, how that God makes places like camp Mm -hmm. um, to be just a really intentional way for people to be fueled up because Mm -hmm. um, you can't, you can't do it by, I mean, there's a reason why God calls us to have community and fellowship. You can't Mm -hmm. do it alone. And I think it's cool that we get the chance to really pour into people who, um, spend a whole lot of time pouring out because I mean, they need it even more. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I think that again, camps are really uniquely positioned to do just that.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, uh, cause for Camp Pondo, and I would imagine any other camp that partners with church churches and their mm-hmm. youth ministries is you already have influence in, in the lives of those churches and those youth ministries and those students and their families um like there's a level of trust like to send a kid to a week (laughs) of camp like (laughs) hey you go like take care of feed house Mm -hmm. spiritually invest in these students and i i get it i mean as as you know now as i know now and we'll probably continue to learn this is like um There's a lot of things happening here at camp. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard to think about the idea of maybe sacrificing a weekend and a guest group Mm -hmm. and a chunk of money, you know, to put on, you know, an event like spirit. And I'll just be honest. I mean, like full transparency, um, a lot of us had, you know, big expectations for for spirit Mm -hmm. and truth and God blew those out of the water. But there was like only 26, 27 people yeah. there and I caught myself like any other person if they mm-hmm. would be honest with themselves about you know their expectations and where they wanted it to be and the numbers they wanted to see it, it kind of felt like a bummer mm-hmm. going into it but there was a resounding like gratitude the Monday after spirit and truth and we were just like we're so glad we did that yeah. like, we're so glad that we didn't you know pull out and mm-hmm. say like well based on the numbers it's not worth it blah 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 Um, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, one of the things I thought was really special and I feel like God kind of gave me this little, um, I don't know, just one of those like kind of wow moments where you're just like really thankful in the moment was like, you know, I'm sitting there watching Stephen Beck, you know, teach like so raw. Like it was like, there wasn't a podium. They were just like on two, you know, stools in front of a a group of, you Mm -hmm. know, like 26 kids and, um, And these are people who are used they're used to leading for hundreds and thousands of people, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're just sitting there like so real and so honest, like just having this conversation with these kids. And, um, I don't know. And it it just made me, it made me think about my own why of, of stewardship and this opportunity that we have, because yeah, there is a trust. There's a massive level Mm -hmm. of trust that people put in, um, camps and, and ministries to invest in these kids. And so if they're going to be there, then like, we got to give them everything we've got. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, and once again, we've said this before, but camp is so special because you get to meet so many needs. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know it's easy to think of like a worship conference and you're like, okay, like we're going to equip creatives. And like, that's the point of this. But once again, you've got kids that are coming that you're providing like a warm bed good food you're meeting practical needs like mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on at home mm-hmm. maybe maybe a worship conference was another excuse for them just to get away from whatever is happening at home yeah and to be around people who love them um you're providing rest like you mentioned that and like we could we could talk about that for hours of how um life right now does not create space i mean i don't think it ever really does like you have to be so intentional about it but especially for kids, like there's just no time for rest mm-hmm. and who, who's like really pushing these kids to, to rest. And so the fact that we had that much downtime at spirit and truth and to watch the kids like struggle with like, well, what do I, what mm-hmm. do I do? Like, what do I do for these two hours? Go sit on a bench and like, just, you know, like hang out. Or if you want to go crazy and burn off all this energy, do that too. Like it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, and like, we just want to see kids being kids and i love that we get to create space for that but at the same time there's this goal there's this intentionality um to equip and yeah i love that and and once again camp is just so uniquely positioned to do that um you know we talk about our our core values and and you know we want to we want to have like a crazy amount of fun be transformational and jesus focused you know jesus centered Mm -hmm. and uh even at a at a worship conference you know Like I remember, like that first night, Rob comes rolling out like a cart of cookies, and you know, and it's like there's a lot of life giving moments that happen at a table, scarfing down cookies Mm -hmm. with like chocolate in your teeth. You know, it's the best. (laughs) Um, And then right after that, we like have these intense conversations, and we, um, you know, do breakout sessions and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's the absolute best. So, so all this to say, if you're a part of a a, a camp ministry, you're a part of a, a, a youth ministry you're a student, whatever, um, I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I, if I could take all of spirit and truth for those of you guys who weren't there and like package, package it into a couple sentences, um, we have these like three core values that we talk about at, with the Pondo worship movement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Colossians three sixteen, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 is where we pull these core values from. And uh, I love this. It, it says, let the richness of Christ fill your lives, teach and counsel each, each other with the wisdom that he gives and then sing songs and hymns with grateful hearts, and then whatever you do, you do it as an ambassador for Jesus. And that's that's my paraphrase. But, um, and I love that. It's that idea of like first and foremost, like you you have to know God. Like you you can't point people to what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan used to use this um, analogy all the time of like it'd be like if you went to a museum. And you pay like $5 for a tour around the museum. But mm-hmm. then the tour guide knows nothing about the exhibits. Mm-hmm. Like that'd be the worst tour you've ever been on. Like you walk up to like a T-Rex uh, skeleton and he's like, this is, a, this is a, an elephant, you know? And like, <laughs> you know, and you're just kind of like, wait, this is not what I signed yeah. up for. Um, and so like, you know, as creatives, as followers of Jesus, as worship leaders, all, you know, it, it all rides on our knowledge of Jesus, and um, because at the end of the day, we're either pointing people to Jesus um, or leading people away from Him, mm-hmm. um, and so, and then the natural next step is like once you know something and it's been life changing, you share it. Mm-hmm. If you go to like a great movie and you you laughed until your belly hurt, like the first thing you do is you go home and like text some mm-hmm. people, you got to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and one of the best examples of this, and Ryan talked talked about this on Sunday morning of Spirit and Truth was like the story of the lady at the well in John four. Yeah. So this lady, she runs into the city. She tells everybody about um, this encounter she's had with Jesus. And then, so that's the share part. I mean, she went and she told people about it, but then I love that it didn't end there. Mm-hmm. Then she said this, she said, come and see. And so in doing that, she created no share, create, she created this opportunity for now other people to experience and encounter Jesus. And mm-hmm. so, um, I, I, truly believe like we at pondo truly believe that that's the call um, of a worship leader is to know god and share his goodness and love and create out of a heart of gratitude mm-hmm. um and when we do that we we like that lady um at the well i mean an entire city came to know jesus and their lives were changed because of her encounter mm-hmm. and it's so crazy like i love that story so much because i mean um it's one of the things that ryan pointed out and 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 we can wrap up with this, and I, I got one more question for you. But um, I, I've never really thought about this very much. But in that story, it says that, you know, she came to get water. And she came in the middle of the day because she didn't want to, like, engage with anybody else because of probably the shame and the guilt she felt mm-hmm. around, like, just her kind of sketchy reputation. And um, that was the whole point for coming out there was to get water. Yeah. And after this encounter with Jesus, it said that she left her water, like, pin. like, pin. Her <laughs> pail. I was like, "What's a water pin?" Um, her water pail um, at the well yeah. when she ran back into the city, and I, I just I love that idea that this encounter with Jesus, like, um, provided everything that she needed. Yeah. And and Jesus started off by talking about living water, and then the story ends with her leaving the like earthly water aside. Yeah. Um, and then telling all these other people about living water. And so I love that. So, um, so Brittany, for you, as you you know, you've now been through a spirit and truth conference, um, and this is something that, you know, is just an annual event. Um, it's just a part of our DNA here at at Pondo. What, like, what's a, what's a dream? Like what's a, um, maybe like an idea or vision that you have for spirit and truth or what you would love to see? happen at Spirit and Truth in the future?
1: Mm. Um, I think it would be really cool if Spirit and Truth could evolve into something that's more than just like juniors and seniors in high school and um, freshmen and sophomores in college coming because they are passionate about worship leading. I think it would be cool if it could, I mean, like we talk about creatives, evolving into something that's more for all creatives um, because we just have I mean there are so many ways cuz what is what is leading worship? I mean mm-hmm. leading worship is is pointing people to Jesus in the what you're doing. I mean glorifying him while you're doing it. And I think that um we have on our staff so many people that glorify God and they and they're worship leaders and what they do because they are pointing people to Jesus. Um but like, like you said, like I mean, we have a writer here and mm. and a graphic designer and a youth. Like, there's so many other people that that are creatives that maybe don't see themselves that way. Mm. Um, and if Spirit and Truth could become just, I mean, a conference that really just equips all people mm. to use what they do um, as a way to glorify God and view it as a, as mm. a way of worshiping God. Mm. I mean, because like can worship God through making schedules and yeah. and <laughs> yeah. writing a paper and yeah. um all those there i mean it's just our God is too big to put in a worship leading box as I'm being saying. the only way to yeah. um bring people to Jesus and mm. so i just think that um seeing people of all ages and all skill sets and and have it be a weekend where no one feels excluded because they don't quite fit into what it is mm. um that a worship leader does yeah. um I don't know. I think that would be really cool. And maybe that's another co- sort of conference altogether. I really don't know. But I, know.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, super cool. Well, hey, um, just a quick plug. Uh, we've been talking about creativity so much um, on this episode. Uh, we actually have a creative stream on the Pondo podcast that's led by Alicia, Michaela and Kimberly. Um, and Alicia is our creative director here at Pondo, my wife. Um, we have our friend Michaela, who is a writer, like such a gifted writer. And then um, Kimberly is um, one of the vocalists for the Pondo Worship Movement, but she's also like the craft queen. Yes. <laughs> and I have never seen someone like use crafting. Is that a word? Crafting? Mm-hmm. Sure. We're going to go with crafting. Yep. Uh, use crafting to point people to Jesus. Um, and uh, my wife and I went through like a really tough time last year. And I remember um, Kimberly giving us these little coasters that she had wood burned like mm-hmm. Bible verses into. And I mean, just like what in the world, like that a, a coaster could yeah. be this like, just life giving um, gift. Yeah, it was so cool. So uh, so yeah, go check out uh, check out the creative stream of the Pondo podcast, and um, those ladies are so much fun and. Um, just do such a great job of pointing us to Jesus as we talk about creativity and um, the gifts that God has given us. So awesome. Well, hey, thanks for checking out the Pondo podcast. Um, Be sure to listen to our other streams, um, Campfire Conversations and our Youth Ministry One. And I hope you have an awesome, awesome Thanksgiving. We'll see you next time.